Hello, dear listener. It's Ryan here, your favorite host of Raindrops on Roses. And I just want to apologize in this episode, in this recording of this episode, House of Gucci. Um, we had a little bit of an audio difficulty at the beginning of the podcast, which is why it's a bit of an unconventional beginning. And as a result of this audio malfunction, um, at the end of this podcast, there's a little bit of a surprise um, from yours truly. So if you stick around and listen to the very end, there's a snippet of a previous conversation not included in the episode. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy and thank you for listening. Welcome to Raindrops on Roses, a podcast where we talk about a few of our favorite things. Uh, So this movie was released on November 24th, 2021, directed by Ridley Scott. The budget was 75 million US dollars. The screenplay was by Becky Johnston and Roberto Bentevegna. Anyways, guys, let's talk House of Gucci, huh? All right, welcome back to this episode of Raindrops on Roses. So we, Ryan and I have decided to bring on our first ever guest for the podcast, and we are bringing on my friend Ethan. Now, you may be asking, Ryan and Caroline, you have so many other friends. Why would you pick Ethan for your first episode? (laughs) However, I thought it would be funny to pick Ethan for our first episode because Ryan and Ethan have never met before right now. Yes, this is very true. I've never met Ryan. Yeah, actually, up until like, a week ago, I thought Ryan was a guy, so... It's very understandable. I but, saw, yes. I saw uh, you in Pretty Funny, actually. Uh-huh, so. I know. I smashed it. No no big deal. You did. You were hands down the best character in the whole show. 3,000% couldn't agree more. What about me? Yeah. Caroline Schmerline. I said what okay. I said. Doesn't even have a real name. Just mom, lol. Anyways, guys. Did you actually not have a name? No, it was just mom. Not Mill. I didn't have a name, but I did make up her zodiac sign, and that's all that matters. What is it? She's a Capricorn, Sun, Virgo, Moon, Scorpio, Rising. Wow, you got the like the whole big three, yeah. huh? Because they're important. I did it for the dad and Jenny too. Ethan, what's your zodiac? What's your big three? Oh, I don't know. I know I am a Virgo, so. Ah, uh, Virgo men. I'll take that. However, pa- I feel passable. like passable. Pa- passable. At least, passable. at least you're not a Leo man. At least you're Leo not. Leo men are terrible. I will yeah. agree with that. Anyways, guys, let's talk House of Gucci, huh? Yeah. So, Ethan, <laughs> what right. did Ethan, what did you think about House of Gucci? I thought it was very, very entertaining. Um, I think it was heavily carried by performances of lead actors, in the sense where like the actual like plot wasn't amazing, but the performances of the characters are like good enough for it to be entertaining through throughout uh and yeah um that's just kind of my first impressions which we'll dive deeper into it throughout the podcast though that makes a lot of sense considering that when you do a story that's like a based on something historically that like obviously it's like the acting i think that yeah you can't change history as much as movies try to yes agreed 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 you want to do our power rankings? I've been excited. I do. Let's do the power rankings. I'm actually really excited for this. So we wanted to do power rankings of the six main uh, performers in the show, in the movie. And uh, what was I going to say? As I said before, 
uh, when Ryan and I were talking earlier. Ridley Scott's really good at movie movie star movies. He did it. He did it with this. He did it with The Last Duel. He did it with The Martian. Um, so it's really fun to see a movie that's just like straight up all movie stars. So we decided to do the six main actors for our power rankings. So that would be Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, Salma Hayek, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, and Lady Gaga. So we're ranking them. I don't. I don't know how to explain how I rank a power ranking. It's simply I can tell you. I can tell you my exact thought process for ranking a power ranking. Um, I start first by who's the hottest, and that should be everybody's criteria when doing a power That's ranking. True. That's I've, true. I've done literally the polar opposite for my power ranking. Okay, so well, how did you do your power ranking? You no, know, let me tell you. I, I, I went by precise Caroline. Swear <laughs> to God. Okay, Ethan, continue. Um, I went by who I think did the best job of acting. So <laughs> I like and mine it. was a mix of the two. Point. Okay. All right. Caroline's All right. the middle ground. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So should we start from the bottom and going up? Yes. Yeah. I, I think we should. So who wants to go first? Caroline, why don't you kick us off? You want me to go first? My number six is Jeremy Irons. I I agree. I uh, corroborate with that. Number six is Jeremy Irons. What about you, Ryan? Number six is also Jeremy Irons. Oh, no. That's so sad. (laughs) Okay. We're not saying Jeremy Irons was bad in the movie. I'm not saying he was bad in the movie. I'm saying that... His character was... In fact, Jeremy Irons uh, spurred on one of my favorite recurring themes in movies, which is old man coughs into a handkerchief, and (laughs) then you're like, oh, my God. He's dead. Oh, he's, he's dying. Yeah. I, I turned to Ryan and I went, it's going to be tuberculosis. I don't think it was tuberculosis, but... I thought it was... Uh, I actually remember what it was. That's not he was dying. Yeah. That's how yeah. you tell. When the old man coughs into a hang... When he, if, it, if it's just coughing, it's not that big a deal. But once he pulls that handkerchief out... Oh, my God. Then, then you know done. something's going down. Then you're done. Yeah. yeah once, once he starts, you know, it's just wrapped after that. Yeah. All right. So number five. So for my number five, I had Salma Hayek. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> Sorry. thinking we're gonna have pretty similar lists Probably. here, Caroline. Number five is also Salma Hayek. What about my you? My number five was Adam Driver. Really? Whoa. Yeah. Pretty Whoa. low for Adam yeah, Driver. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not. It's not an insult to Salma Hayek. I thought Salma Hayek was really good. I just, I don't think she had enough to do. Salma Hayek's character was kind of. Like a, like it was very non-dynamic in the sense where it was representing the same thing the whole time, so mm-hmm. she didn't really have a lot of places to go with it. Yeah, yeah, it, that's it was definitely like a writing. I wouldn't call it a writing flaw. It was an artistic choice to not give her character that many dimensions, but mm-hmm. I thought that she slayed the game. She did. She was great. My, really? I put Adam Driver at number five, and I guess like. I thought that he, like, his acting ability was, like, you know, pretty, like, he had a pretty solid performance, but I think that he definitely took his character in a strong direction, and I'm not sure if that was a choice that he made or a choice that was made for him, but it was not the direction that I, like, expected when I went into the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm also not like a real life Adam Driver fan. Like I tried to put that aside when I watched the movie, but I'm not like a real life Adam Driver fan. And Caroline is giving me <laughs> the dirtiest look right Dude, now. Dude, Adam Driver's a go. What do you mean? No, I don't know. You, I thought 
I, could you hear Tori and I talking about Adam Driver like next to you when we were in the theater? No, I actually couldn't. Okay, because we were we were floored for a lot were of you, reasons. Were you okay? Yeah, but, but the were you? I don't know. I I I had a conversation with somebody where they said that if they had done this movie, they would have cast Oscar Isaac, and I have not been able to get that out of my head. That would have been great. Oscar Isaac was busy doing Dune, though. So Oscar Isaac was busy doing Dune. I just I don't know. I would love to see Oscar Isaac in it. I just I don't know. I really like Adam Driver. I know. Again, I don't talk about him more later. If this is like a a writing choice or a him choice or like a storyline choice, I don't know what the choice was, but there was a very immediate shift in his acting in the middle of the movie, which is a testament to how good of an actor he is, but I didn't love it. And I didn't love the way that it was carried out. That being said, I don't know if, like, if the director said this is what needs to happen, if Oscar Isaac would have done the exact same thing. But something about it, like, I just, there was almost a part of me that, like, wanted to say that his performance would be one of, like, the negative factors of the movie. Not even, like, his performance, but just, like, that whole arc, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I could be full of nonsense. I just thought that lady gaga was so absolutely phenomenal that it was hard to like it would be hard for anybody to put up a solid performance next to her yes interesting interesting all right so my number four i don't know i don't know if this is a controversial placement but my number four is al pacino wow my number four was also al pacino okay my number four was adam driver okay really okay Okay, that's driver um so to kind of like respond to Ryan's criticisms for Driver's performance, I agree with you that it was very obvious and like almost abrupt in the way he shifted the character. Mm-hmm. Like right after Act Two, like we kind of just see, um, like in the, somewhere in the middle of Act Two, we see Murray's character just completely change. Like mm-hmm. Driver just all of a sudden he's just like cutthroat businessman robbing the company from like other people right his family like the whole first act was him like oh my family sucks but like i still love them because they're my family and then like all of a sudden that completely changes Mm -hmm. um so that makes me think it wasn't really a choice of drivers rather than like ridley scott or whatever writer was like that but i do think what he was given to work with especially in his accent work was really well done Mm -hmm. um and also he delivers one of the coolest lines in the movie at the very end when uh patrizia is like um i can't believe i married a monster and then driver's like you didn't you married a gucci that was one of the most baller scenes in the movie that was that was, that was such a good scene and that's literally yeah. like the only reason i was as i was making this list last night it's the only reason i put driver over hayek was because of that line so i also number four if I just want to respond to the what you said about the shift, like in the movie and how he became so cutthroat, like I do think that that was a conscious shift made by, like you said, the director or the writer. But when you see, like they almost, I think that they almost wanted it to go backwards. Like Patricia turns more into how Adam Driver was in the beginning of the movie, and he turns more into how she was in the beginning of the movie, like a reversal of sorts. But you can see like in Lady Gaga's performance that she's like holding on to that bit of her past self and with Adam Driver it was just like an immediate character shift and I don't know if that was intentional 
but I almost kind of would have liked to see that other layer to the character, like in the second half of him, like having some sort of remorse, some sort of connection, maybe seeing him like fidget a little bit at like a lower moment, like how he did in the beginning of the movie. But it was just a complete 180, which could have been exactly what they were going for. Yeah, that's some very good points. Now, to talk about Al Pacino at number four. My top four is, it's just a matter of, I liked all these people's performances. Now, where do I put them in a number? Mm-hmm. Um, Al Pacino was really good in this movie. Agreed. I just, like, I don't know. It's, he's Al Pacino. Like, what can, what can you say about Al Pacino? Yeah, true. It's Al Pacino. <laughs> it's I think Al Pacino. one, one really of the good. first things that Caroline said to me leaving the theater was Al Pacino got his classic Al Pacino angry moment. I did. I was just, So I was just going to say... I was listening to, after we saw the movie, I came home and I listened to one of my favorite podcasts, Shout Out the Big Picture, uh, about House of Gucci. And one of the guys said, I was waiting the whole movie for Al Pacino to do some Pacinoing. And he did. When he, when he was in the, in the little house with Jared Leto and he was like, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Classic. That's exactly yeah. what you want. That's what you want. Yeah, that's why, that's that's what why you pay Pacino yeah. the big bucks. Yeah. yeah, Al Pacino, he was given a great character to work with, and he executed it exactly as you would hope that Al Pacino would. Like, I don't really think yes. there's any more to like him. Yeah. I did, I did enjoy that sometimes the New York Italian popped mm-hmm. out of him, mm-hmm. like his, his own accent. It just, it made me laugh, but <laughs> Al Pacino was very good in the movie. Yes. All right, number three. number three. I thought, see... So when I was making this list, I thought Ryan was going to have my number three lower. And I thought it was going to be controversial that I had my number three at number three. My number three is Jared Leto. My number three is also Jared Leto. Why? You guys are stupid. No, I'm sorry. That was a little thing. But Jared Leto at three? I already know Jared Leto is your number one, Ethan. He is my number one. (laughs) And I will die on this hill. No. I was was totally ready. I was fully ready to defend Jared Leto as my number three, thinking both of yours were going to have him as, like, number five. No, I Jared do want to say... Jared Leto was the response, best actor in this film. In response to Caroline, I do want to say that I had told her before I watched the movie that I wasn't, like, a Jared Leto stan, like, as a person. Neither like, am I. I'm, like, I'm not an J- Adam Driver fan, like, even though I know you are. But I did a lot of reflecting on his performance after seeing this movie. And honestly, like, I, I'm... I'm, I don't disagree with your placement of him as number one. Yeah, so here's... Uh, I don't like Jared Leto as a person or an actor. I think his music's kind of awful, except obviously like the obvious songs. But Jared Leto, as an actor in House of Gucci, if you remove everything else, did a phenomenal and job. I really agree. It was jaw-dropping how he completely transformed. Like... If you took somebody who doesn't like who didn't know Jared Leto was playing Paolo Gucci and had them watch that film and told them after the fact of the film that Jared Leto played Paolo Gucci, they'd be shocked because I didn't realize it was Jared Leto. I didn't know much about this film coming in till like halfway through the movie. I didn't realize it was Leto until the scene where he gets um, copyright struck. That's the first time I realized it was Leto. That's why I put him at first because he was crazy in this movie. It was such a good performance from him. Shout out to Tori who had been told that it was Jared Leto but did not know who Jared Leto was and mm. then googled him after the movie <laughs> and saw the like the difference. Yeah. I they- I also was not a huge Jared Leto fan going into the movie. Like I remember 
when Ryan, when I at Ryan's behest watched Fight Club for the first time, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know, did Jared Leto need to be there? Was it necessary? In this movie, he came in and he made choices. He made he made choices. He gave a performance, and I respect that. I think this movie elevated my respect for him as an actor across his other movies. Like that's how good it was. Yeah. I oh my god, his whole like especially his like I hate to use chemistry because it makes it sound romantic and it is in no way, but the chemistry between him and Al Pacino on screen was astronomical. Like the scene where he was like, You're my boy, and he's like, Oh my god, that was what a performance. Yeah. I would also like to bring to everyone's attention the two-star letterbox review of House of Gucci, which says, Why is Jared Leto's audition tape for the Mario movie two and a half hours long? (laughs) And I just thought that was something I needed to bring up. Because mm-hmm. it made me laugh really hard. Agreed. Um, my number three was Pacino. Uh, and I had Pacino above dry, above everyone else at three because of what Ryan just said about, I think Pacino and um, Leto's dynamic this film is like one of the strongest parts of the movie. Like the their chemistry, like Ryan said on screen, was incredible. Like some of the some of my favorite scenes and most memorable scenes, in my opinion, in the movie are between those two. Mm-hmm. Like when they were selling their shares in the company to um, Mauricio. Yeah. When uh, Leto's character revealed that he sold his shares, and like just their whole like throughout the whole movie, they are one of the brightest points, mm-hmm. and that's why I put Pacino at three over everyone else. Yeah. yeah. I also just want to shout out Pacino and Leto for their physical acting in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Like when he peed on the scarf, like it's it's physical comedy, but they did it well. And then Pacino yeah. with is obviously angry slamming on the table, even like his mannerisms and stuff, which also Adam Driver and Lady Gaga, their mannerisms were off the charts, but neither of mm-hmm. them had very like strong physical like they didn't need to have physical performances other than like the subtle hand movements and things like that but leto and pacino both had very strong like yeah they they definitely embodied their characters yeah i think that was a great a great part of it yeah um you guys didn't get mad at me but my number two is gaga well i assume our ryan is your number one lady gaga yeah so we can talk about Lady Gaga at, when we mean? talk about Ryan and I's number one. So uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna have to defend that my number two was Adam Driver. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have to defend. You it. guys not had that, him low. Uh, not that Driver's performance was poor. Adam Driver in this movie. Wow. It, it was. I, I really like Adam Driver, and I know like Ryan, you're not the biggest fan of Adam Driver. I. I unfortunately fell into that trap of, oh my god, Kylo Ren's so hot. I fell into mm-hmm. that trap. And you know what? It, it gave me the knowledge I needed to go into this movie and be prepared to see Adam Driver play Maurizio Gucci. Mm-hmm. He, he was just so good. And what you were talking about with the switching, switching the character, like basically 180, halfway through the movie, I thought it was very effective because... Yes. Perhaps the reason he changed so quickly is because the second part was it was really in him all along. What if See, the first part was all an act? 
See, I take on a completely different stance when it comes to that. I really think that the first part was the true him because not to be like cheesy, but like, I don't think there's anything pure like in showing who you really are than falling in love. And when you see them in that first act of the movie, like to me, like the way that he felt when it was the two of them in their little apartment and stuff versus how he was like Mm -hmm. at the club, like nervous, like not the nervous aspect, but how he acted when it was just him and Patrizia. I think that was the real him. And I think that she corrupted him into the person that he was because he worked so hard to get out of like the Gucci shadow. Yeah. Or perhaps it could have been once he got like a little taste of power. It's like, right. Because he was talking about uh, the Tuscan, the Gucci blood. Right. I think perhaps once once he got a little taste of power, it was like activate. And then that's why he did a full 180. And I would agree with that, but I would have liked to see, like, a defining moment with that little taste of power. Like, I would have liked to see the moment where, like, he, like, wears his first Gucci suit or, like, Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, they had that thing where they visited the um, place where the leather is made and they had the scenes in New York when she was Mm -hmm. buying the Gucci clothes. But both of those were centered around her, which, like, I'm not complaining. It's Lady Gaga's movie. But if they wanted us to really feel that, like, it was like the greed and the power hungriness that got to him. I would have liked to see like a defining shot for that. Right. Right. Because now it, the way it did lay out, I think it was very much supposed to imply that she did this to him, which if that is the case, like, again, they did a great job of showing that. But I really just felt like there was one key scene that was missing between like the 180 like between him before and him after like just one like Mm -hmm. joker-esque like defining (laughs) moment where they could have given a hint to like anything other than like a complete and total change and i think that they may have tried to do that with the um him having an affair with another woman Mm -hmm. but it didn't come across quite yeah i think the closest thing we got to that like this is the moment in which Maurizio mental breaks was like when they started raiding the house and he just bailed out his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was crazy. Been... There were like six times in the movie where I turned to Ryan and I was like, what about the daughter? Yeah. yeah true. Where is she? Oh. But I, I liked that aspect of focusing on them. I don't yeah, know. Like the family. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think they did it in a way that was necessarily unrealistic. Like, there's a lot of movies where they have the kids and they just, like, forget about them and it's unrealistic. But because the movie was never focused on family, I didn't think it was unrealistic that she wasn't, like, a focal point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, because I am i haven't read the book that this movie is based on. No. I'm wondering if there's, I'm wondering if there's a scene in the book that lays out that point. I did really want to read the book before the movie, but there was a really long wait at the library and I was not passing up my chance to see it. Like I asked that. for it for Christmas. Uh, and if I don't get it, Tori's getting it for Christmas. I know for a fact. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I'll borrow it from Tori. Yes, uh, and I'll borrow it after you. Yes. But um, Okay, back to our number two on our, we're on number two for a ranking. Yeah, you're not I, I came fully prepared to defend the fact that I put Salma Hayek at my number two. Like I knew that that was controversial. I know it's just. A I'm proud point. of. I'm proud of you for speaking your truth. I'm speaking my truth. I'm breaking my silence. I'm in love with this woman. I um, don't understand. Oh, I, I just, I, 
Okay, so I don't know how much this speaks to her acting. I don't know how much it speaks to her character, the way it was written, the way she played it, or anything. But I do know that in the last scene of the movie, when they're in the courtroom, and the camera shows her face as Lady Gaga was, like, got her prison sentence, that I got chills from that scene. And it really left a big impression of me. And I don't care if it, like... Her acting throughout the entire movie and her character was so minuscule. I don't care if it was all minuscule, minuscule, if it was all trash, like that scene, like they really did something for me. I do think that Salma Hayek does kind of have a way, just like a presence about her that kind of commands the screen. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Like people say that about Lady Gaga, but when the two of them are together. Which she does. Which she does. It's. It's not a quality that Adam Driver possesses, and I think that's why a lot of directors are drawn to him, because he doesn't necessarily have mm-hmm. that quality. But I I just thought that her whole character was, like, very interesting and presented, like, a very mysterious side, and I think that it balanced nicely with Lady Gaga, who was previously, like, very concise and very down to business to be the type of person that goes to, like, a medium for help from beyond or whatever I thought it was a great contrast I thought it was interesting how you could almost see her playing the strings of Lady Gaga's life like mm-hmm. giving her the right advice at the right times to make you think that even though Lady Gaga's like playing um Adam Driver like Salma Hayek's backing Lady Gaga um chain reaction yeah chain reaction I'm not saying that I think she was the puppet master of the whole movie by any means but I am implying that but I, <laughs> I'm not not saying that. I'm not not saying that, but I don't know. I just thought that she did a really, really, really good job with the small part that she was given, like similar to similar to Jeremy Irons. But I think the fact that her character carried through to the point where she was in the final scene of the movie, like mm-hmm. that, really just did a lot for me. I think that maybe if she had a little more to do, she might be higher on my list. I yeah. just feel like she was. I would have loved to see Salma Hayek in the movie some more. I love I mean, Salma Hayek. Yeah. 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 I think I was also a little bit. Biased but also, it was a two and a half hour movie. It so was a two and a half hour maybe movie. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we didn't need more Salma Hayek. I was also coming off of seeing Eternals the weekend before, in which she was also a girl boss that deserved more screen time. So I've just been on a bit of a Salma Hayek kick lately. Yeah. All right. So are we talk about one? our number one and Ethan's number two? Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Oh my god. Mm. If there was any doubt that Lady Gaga was a movie star before this movie came out, that's There's gone. no more doubt. There's no more doubt. There's no more doubt. There is no more doubt. I agree. Okay. I thought you were gonna say I disagree. Yeah, I that was about to be it. Nah, she solidified her um her validity within the acting community yes. with this film, I agree. She is, I would be stunned. I would be too stunned to speak if she didn't get an, an Oscar nomination for this movie. At least a nomination. And, no, the At nomination least a nomination, is if happening. not the win. I mean, they're already the um, early acting, like, the awards mm-hmm. that have happened and the reviews and things, like, everybody has their pick to win. So if she didn't get a nomination, I'd be extremely surprised. Yeah, the Satellite Awards did nominate her for Best Actress, so... You know, Satellite Awards being the definitive voice within the award community in film. I'm being sarcastic. Nobody watched the Satellite Awards. Yeah. (laughs) 
but no, yeah. Uh, Gaga did phenomenal. Um, yeah. The only reason why she's not above Leto is because Leto did even better. Because I feel like Leto had a, I feel like Leto had a bigger jump to play Paolo than yeah. Gaga had to play um, Patrizia. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, she completely like like Paolo did just changed everything about herself to play Patrizia. Like she embodied this this role. Like yeah. from she the carried, whole like carried the film hot socialite that was like trying to climb the social ladder to being completely insane at the end of the film Mm -hmm. it's just and like i feel like the capstone of the of the work was the very like the court scene at the very end Mm -hmm. yeah when she was like you can call me gucci that was like that was that was sick that was was like the moment in which i'm like damn yeah lady gaga went nuts also the way like driver her accent work was incredible i mean you couldn't tell she wasn't italian um it was just just everything about gaga's performance was great it just personally i feel like leto was more impressive just about like what he had to do for the role but yeah yeah i Mm -hmm. could totally understand being super impressed with leto's performance because he kind of had to work a lot to get to his character whereas i almost want to say that Patricia felt kind of natural to Gaga or at least mm-hmm. she, she was so good that she made it look easy and then also the fact that she improvised one of the greatest lines in cinematic history which is father son and house of Gucci like to be able to ad-lib that like to be so into your character in that moment right. like that really speaks for her talent I think and her dedication to the role yeah mm-hmm. she was just really really great and i just i remember the first time like i found out like about house of gucci which was the photos that were circulating on twitter of lady gaga and adam driver in switzerland like in right. the, in the ski resort in outfit the ski resort and i was like wow mm-hmm. this this is what i'm waiting for and i did mm-hmm. and it was worth it yes so yeah so are we done do you have anything to speak any more for um jared leto as your number one before we wrap up our power ranking uh no just that my favorite scene in the movie is when paolo confronts maurizio and patricia outside of church that is oh yeah simultaneously the funniest scene in the movie because and it's why leto's my number one because god damn that scene was entertaining <laughs> yeah that was good that was a great scene that uh, was really good. also a, shout sorry. out to shout out to ridley scott and the makers of this film for just like absolutely destroying paolo at the end when they were doing like the little like the cards for like all the characters and they were like paolo died in london in 1995 in poverty poverty. (laughs) yeah that's it yeah that was great i have a question for ryan and caroline yeah. Oh, so we're turning the tables. We, we've just done a power ranking of the six main actors. But my question is, who do you think was the best character actor or supporting character and why? Mm, that's a good question. You came prepared. Like you're talking about out like outside of the main six. Outside I'm going to have to go with Tom Ford because we've mm, he had such a small part. And for someone who didn't know that Tom Ford worked for Gucci until seeing this movie, which is sad because I am like a real life Gucci design enthusiast. Um, avid Gucci enthusiast. Avid Gucci enthusiast. Um, 
I I don't know. If he walked on the screen, I would have been like, oh yeah, that's Tom Ford. Like, I don't know what the real Tom Ford looks like or how he acted or anything, but mm-hmm. I thought that he did command the, the screen while he was on screen. And I thought that the lines, again, I don't know if it's a testament to him, but I thought the lines that he had and maybe the 12 or 15 lines that he did speak, like had a very powerful effect and that he brought a sense of realism into the movie because he, the lines that he did have kind of spoke to social issues of the time. So I thought that he was a very grounding presence in the movie. Ryan is just a Hades Town fan girl, guys. You can move on with this. Yeah, point. I actually Although never seen Hades Town. I, I, did, I did. I did. I did turn to, to Ryan and say, "Ryan, ask Audrey if that's the Hades Town guy." And it was. It was great. Yeah, I, I saw this movie with uh, with V, and mm-hmm. he, she, and Tom Ford was on stage for approximately, uh, sorry, on screen, on screen for approximately thirteen seconds. Before she goes, oh, that's Riff Carney. So yeah, yeah, Tom Ford, um, very noticeable, very big. But you cannot discount Jack Houston's performance as Dominico Basol. Yeah, that was really good. That was really good. Just like the whole, I'm this cool business lawyer guy, and I'm going to make all the decisions. Yeah, you're going to listen to me. That was really cool to see, because he's kind of like the. He has to be like the foil for like the the voice of reason almost. Yeah, and then the tables are kind of turned when they're getting Maurizio out of the company. And yeah. He's like, well, who are well who who's gonna be the CEO now? And they all turn to him. Yeah, it's such a sad scene, by the way. Yeah, I felt I felt for Adam Driver. I'm like, damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, yeah, that was. I would like I. That's probably Jack Houston's probably my answer. I just want to I want to shout out the cows when they went to the letter. <laughs> the cows. <laughs> the cows are good. I want to shout out the cows. Really they were the best supporting really actors. Good, really good performance by the cows. All right, um, all right. Anybody have a qualm with Camille Cotton's performance of Paula? Because I don't have a qualm, I have a qualm with I, it. I didn't like her character. I'm just going to be honest. You're supposed to not you're like not supposed, Yeah, you're supposed to not like the character. No, I didn't really have a, any qualms with it. I don't have a huge background on the actress. So. Me either. She's French. That's all I know. Yeah. I thought yeah. she did. She, she was she was good at doing what her character was meant to do i thought it was nice that they didn't just like absolutely stack the cast and like because yeah. i could have easily right. seen her part being played by like oh i don't even know but there's so many actresses that i could yeah. have seen in that role but i think if anybody that had a huge amount of star power would have taken away from the role yes right. yeah because then it would be very tough to have that scene at the end, after Maurizio dies, and Gaga goes to the house and says, uh, she she hugs her mm-hmm. and says, what did she say? Get out of my house. Get out of my house. That was sick. All right. I unfortunately have to go to work at the Pet Supplies Plus right now, so I'm going right. to dip, but please continue this, and I will look forward to hearing the rest of it when I go to editing. Bye, Ryan. Right. Yes. Okay. House of Gucci... I loved it. I am definitely going to revisit it. Yeah, it's definitely a movie you can watch a couple of times and notice yeah. a little more each time. Yeah. Another Ryan. Well, no, I mean, we can probably wrap this up in a little bit. I just want to talk about one thing. How do you yeah. feel about Ridley Scott's criticisms of audiences seeing this film or not going to see this movie? Because I feel like he made a bold statement in the whole the. Oh the new audience doesn't want to go see a movie where they have to learn things. Was he saying that about this or was he saying that about the last duel? I think it was 
both. I think he was saying that. Okay, because I remember, I I definitely remember him saying like millennials are like ruining film or something yes, after right. after the last duel didn't get as good reception as he had hoped. I think something we have to remember when talking about movies and how they're received by audiences is that especially in this time people aren't going to movie theaters as much exactly and while house of gucci i i don't have the numbers but it definitely had a huge like box office opening and oh, i should it's it's bombing right now it's, it's, it's bombing it's grossed 40 million versus 75 budget million dollar okay i i would be interested to see what happens if and when well when it comes to digital it comes to yes what streaming service gets it i think hbo max is going to win that battle uh-huh. but even like even movies that like are um are like supposed to be the millennial film that scott's des- describing like Encanto, that new disney movie mm-hmm. hasn't recuperated its budget at the box office yet right because so, people people aren't, aren't going to, aren't going to see right it now yeah which is, no one's going which is to see fine movies. which is fine you don't have to go see movies if you don't want to uh and also i'm like 90 percent sure that a lot of a lot of the like the box office statistics when the movies come to uh theaters and streaming at the same time they don't take into account like the numbers that are seen at streaming so when in the heights came out for example when it came it got released in theaters and got released on hbo max it seemed like it wasn't making a lot of money but like a lot of people saw it on hbo max yeah, right. So it should be interesting to see streaming numbers once it does re- like release. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand Scott's criticism. Obviously, really, Scott's one of the greatest directors of all yeah. time. He's 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 made, like, he's he's made much many much beloved films like Alien, you know, Blade Runner, Gladiator, just in the Martian, here. the Martian, one of the one of the one of the best contemporary films I've seen in yes. a while. Um. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, it's a bold statement from an 84-year-old, but, yeah. you know, I mean... I mean, good for him, still kicking around. Yeah, true. He still made two movies it. this year, and he's got a couple more set to come, so... Yeah, no, so that's interesting. I, maybe he's got, like, debts to pay off or something, because he's just pumping out films. And they've, they've all been good. I haven't had a chance to see The Last Duel yet. I've heard it's good. Um, I have, I've heard it's very good, but it bombed just because not enough people... Also, it's not like the marketing was was awful for the movie. Yes, not at all because people have been getting really hyped about House of Gucci because it's like Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Gucci. Uh, But the last duel was like it's they they were hyping Damon Affleck and uh, Jodie Comer and oh yeah, and Driver was in that one. I forgot. Yeah, Driver 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 killing the game. Driver killing the game. Um, but I don't. I think people are possibly more interested in. Italy Gucci family history than, than middle, wars in medieval, medieval Europe, France. In medieval France, like who, like I didn't even know that was a thing until until yeah. I saw a trailer for this. I'm interested. I'm interested to see the last duel. Yes, that that should be fun to go watch. I have heard some qualms with um the graph graphicness. That's a word. Graphicness of the sexual assault scene in that movie, which. <laughs> I always feel like me, directors but, think they need to go way, yeah, they really, way more yeah. than they actually do. Like, we get it. We know what happens. I believe, I believe it happens twice. In, it, they, like, show the same scene twice in the movie. 
Right. So, so I, it, yeah, it's like divided yeah. into three chapters. So I'm assuming like one scene it's consensual from the male's point of view. Yeah. It's like rape from the female's point of view, obviously. Yeah. But like, it's just, it, it doesn't, I don't know. It's not as, it doesn't pull you in like House of Gucci does. Yes. When that, when that trailer for House of Gucci came out over the summer, everyone I, was like, damn, this looks great. I was, I was floored. Like, I was already excited for the movie. Then mm-hmm. Sweet Dreams Are Made of This started playing, and I was like, wow. This is this is exactly what I need in the year of our Lord 2021. The year of our Lord 2021. All right. Yeah. Well, good Thanks talking. Thanks for being on this podcast, Ethan. Of course, of course. If you ever need another another voice, I'd be happy to lend mine. Yes, 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 yes. Right. Good seeing you. All right. Ryan was a, was a treat to meet. And, yes, uh, I'm glad you guys met for the first time on a podcast. Yeah, it's great. Very uh, candid. All right. Yes, thank you for being our first ever guest on the podcast. I will talk to you. Never forget. I will talk to you later. Thanks for having me on. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to our podcast. If you, if this is your first time hearing our voices and you're here the whole time, wow! Congratulations for staying. Listen to our other episodes. We have two episodes out right now. Uh, We have an Arrested Development episode. We have an Emmys prediction episode for the Emmys that happened in. September, October. I don't even remember. Time isn't real. Follow. So we are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. If you use our anchor link, which is linked in our social media, you can find anywhere that we have podcasts. Subscribe. Leave us a review. If you would like to follow us on social media, we're at Raindrops on Roses Pod on Instagram. We on Twitter are i believe raindrops pod let me double check yes on twitter we are at raindrops pod and we made a tiktok recently hopefully we'll have some more tiktoks but our tiktok account is at raindrops on Roses pod so follow us there comment tweet us tell us what you would like to hear from us and thank you so much for listening bye Watching all five Twilight movies gave me a true appreciation for good cinema because I'm telling you right now, if I had watched like, I I don't even know, like Taxi Driver or something like right before watching House of Gucci, would I have thought that it was as good of a movie as it is? Who knows? The fact that I watched no less than 12 hours of the Twilight cinematic universe before going into House of Gucci, like really put it all in perspective.